Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, No But Really. I'm excited to have Malika Stewart-Bay with us. She's an associate marriage and family therapist, a meditation guru, and a dear friend and colleague. We discuss our oneness with the universe, how we gain our true identity, and how trauma brings us closer together. We also talk about how to cleanse our wounds. I'm excited to share this episode with everyone. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Malika. Hi. So I've been really intrigued by spirituality, that like new age, holistic worldview kind of stuff. And I would love to discuss this with you and just pick your brain and process it because I know that you're really in tune with meditation Mm -hmm. and yoga and things like that. Um, What would you what would you call this like new agey holistic stuff for yourself? So um, I would call it for me a oneness or a connectedness, a spirituality, if you will. And I think the importance of being free with the term is to really understand that there is no real label for it. Maybe mm. it's bigger than a than a label. Mm. So I think it's a big part of just who I am and my lifestyle. So were you ever like religious at all growing up or like was like what was your bringing up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's interesting. OK, so my father, uh, Christian background. And my mother, a Muslim background. Mm -hmm. So when they met, um, it's interesting, they actually met on the radio because (laughs) he's a radio personality. So they met on the radio. Um, She was a Moorish American Muslim, Mm. a reverend at that. So she goes to be on the radio to kind of talk about things that are going on in the community and Mm. goes to this Christian man to be on the radio. Mm. So um, long story short, here I am. (laughs) So I was really raised. um, I was born and raised Moorish American Muslim. Mm. But um, after my father passed, I guess my mom just became more spiritual. She kind of taught me that God is everywhere and God is within. Mm. So um, I guess for me, it really is more of a lifestyle. It's more about just giving love. I feel like by definition, let's say, Being a Muslim, if by definition is one who submits to the will of God, I feel like by definition, that's me. I feel like uh, for Christianity, you know, Christ-like and things like that, I feel like if your aim is to live a righteous, loving life, I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be labeled Mm. anything. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like as a Christian growing up, it was kind of um, like seen as like negative to look to other things for God. Like it was, if it wasn't within like these four walls, Mm -hmm. then it wasn't of God. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom kind of always made it sound like, like even now I have this bracelet. Um, I don't even know what the symbol's called. I just like the bracelet, Mm -hmm. but it's like the hand and the, you know, the hands go out. Mm -hmm. What's that symbol called? Do you know anyone? Do you know? I know what you're talking about, but I don't exactly know the background. Yeah, it's kind of like just one of those like yoga things, you Mm -hmm. know, and I saw it when I was getting my nails done. They were selling jewelry and I was like, that's just pretty. I like it. And I had it on at my mom's house and she's like, oh, don't wear that stuff. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's bad. That's like not of God. And I understand that there's kind of like a spirituality that you can tap into that might be like negative or like bad energy or kind of like witchcraft maybe kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. But... I think this is kind of the first season in my life that I'm really exploring. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's almost like, I almost feel bad. Like I feel like this like negative, like, oh, I'm not supposed to like look Mm -hmm. into this stuff. Um, But I almost see God more in the people that I meet that are into this 
Mm-hmm. I, I see into the stuff, which I don't necessarily mean to call it like that, but I don't know what else to label it. Maybe I like connected. Connected. Maybe a, a certain amount of connectedness, if you will. Yeah. Like even our supervisor, mm-hmm. you know, that there's just kind of this different perspective mm-hmm. of the world. Um, but like for me as a Christian, I see God in that more than mm-hmm. I did in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really starting to like explore that, but it's a little difficult. I think you point out something that a lot of people experience. You know, it comes back to categories, expectations, beliefs. All these things kind of go together. And I feel like what you're feeling from the connectedness and the oneness is, in a way, um, free of judgment. I think what you're feeling is acceptance of Mm. all the different things that make each individual unique. Mm. So instead of the division of it all, I see it more as a oneness. I see more things that we share on a human spiritual level than any of the differences that there could ever be. Mm. So there's almost more oneness and connectedness um, outside of the church Mm -hmm. when the church kind of wants to be like one body. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you think that is? I think anytime you go into man-made structure I think you get into ego you kind of get into this is the only way and I think that's where a lot of people struggle because it's like well if I'm not this way then what's wrong with me you know where where am I accepted and I feel like anytime there's one one person who we begin to look for the the answers from as opposed to well can God send a message through anyone Am I able to meet a stranger on the street that might impact my life just by some loving words? So I think anytime you appoint a person, you um, you deal with human qualities, ego and different things like that separation as opposed to what it's like to be connected to everyone. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm reading this book called Eastern Body, Western Mind. It's it's hard for me to read. Mm. I don't understand it. <laughs> in what way? What's hard about um, it? It talks about the different chakras in our mm. body um, and just different energies and, and how kind of like more the somatic experiences mm. that when we experience something emotionally, it can come out physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like v- very dense for me. I don't mm. know. But it's just such a different because as a therapist, um, Going into school, we learn different theories and things like that. We learn CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, experiential is probably the closest one to, to all of this. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't taught like somatic therapy. I wasn't taught like energy in your mm-hmm. body. Um, it was more kind of like head knowledge, mm-hmm. um, which is really valuable for a lot of clients. But I find myself getting like really stuck with clients when we're just dealing with the thoughts Mm -hmm. um that it's like okay what do you think about this you know and it's like okay this I think this Mm -hmm. and that's when um, my supervisor was really helpful with like what is their you know body feeling Mm -hmm. what is the experience you know what are maybe their symptoms maybe they have you know soreness in their neck or you know whatever and that really opened up like a whole nother perspective that Mm -hmm. like there's so many people in pain Mm -hmm. um physically and there's so many people that experience sickness um, and can't explain why. Mm-hmm. And after kind of reading a little bit of this book, it's still I have to I feel like I have to read the chapters multiple times because there's sure. so much information. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we are all like 
missing the emotional, physical, connected mm-hmm. body. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like we're just it missing makes it. Sense. I think um, <clears throat> if we go a little deeper and we think about the definition of psychology, so it's the study of the mind. Mm-hmm. So that's only that's only an interpretation in the English language. So if we go a little deeper, like comedic, like ancient, like civilization, as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. Psychology is more of a study of the soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you have the understanding that this is a mind, body, soul experience that we're having on earth, then it goes right back to that oneness, that connectedness. There is nothing. It is all one, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, in comedic times, the education was for 40 plus years because we're teaching you everything, Mm -hmm. math. And mental health should all be one. Mm. Meditating and knowing how to read should all be one. Mm. So I think it really comes back to how are we really conceptualizing our human experience, period. And I think I think it's interesting that you brought up even the religion in this conversation because, again, it's all connected. You can't take out religion. You can't take out beliefs. So having the understanding that something may be happening within my foundation, my core belief something is shifting and what is this Mm -hmm. what is it like to now explore my mind my body and my soul as one thing Mm. so I think um yeah I think that might be what the shift is beginning to look like how Mm. is it all connected how are we all connected Mm -hmm. and how out of touch everyone really is Mm -hmm. because even for me like I was in my own personal therapy and my therapist was like well how do you like feel about that situation and I was like, oh, well, I think, you know, blah, blah. And she's like, no, how do you, f- mm-hmm. how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, as a therapist, that was the hardest question. Yeah, yeah. I like was like, how do I feel? And I literally struggled with like identifying emotions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like I am even out of tune with like my own body my and own like body. how I feel. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I think. I can go logic for days. I might cry, mm-hmm. but like f- I, it takes me like a minute to really sit and go, how do I like feel about mm-hmm. this? And even I just got done with orange theory right before you came over here. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't tell my husband this yet, but so we're like working out, you know, it's kind of embarrassing working out running on the treadmill and the song, um, Kelly Clarkson's stronger song mm-hmm. comes on. Right. And <laughs> so embarrassing. And so I'm like running and it's kind of like the all out, you know, 30 second all out, which mm-hmm. is like the fastest that you can go for 30 seconds or 40 seconds or something and that song's on and the the coach is kind of like come on you guys you got this you know whatever you know doesn't kill you makes you stronger and I started tearing up Mm. and I was like almost (laughs) I'm running it like Mm -hmm. super fast crying the coach is probably thinking I'm like (laughs) about to die um but I kind of had this like like physical feeling like almost out of body of Mm -hmm. like I can do this um, like I'm capable and not so much with just like the running, but just having that like experience of running and breathing really deeply. And like, I really struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, f- I don't know, like there was just something about the breathing deeply is like something I do when I'm anxious, you know, mm-hmm. like deep breathing and like feeling like I'm going to pass out. And so f- being in a, in a situation where I was like putting myself in the situation to feel that way, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And that it's like healthy and I'm, I'm, I got this. Mm-hmm. I felt I had like an experience and I got like super emotional about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. And then like when I was done, I realized I had run, ran faster mm-hmm. in my all out than I've ever ran. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> and they have like runners high and things like that, which I think maybe it, I was experiencing. But I've started to realize that the more that I'm aware of my body and like mm-hmm. what I'm feeling, I connect like so much more logically with right, it. Sure. You know? Sure. And I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so like I just mm-hmm. love that I'm starting to get into this stuff because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been missing it for right. like a really long time. You brought up a really good point just about the breathing and how many of us are actually breathing properly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how many times are we actually holding our breath throughout the day? Mm-hmm. You know, and I really like to um, when I'm talking to clients, I like to give them the example about animals and how you'll have like a dog who breathes, mm-hmm. you know, so heavily and their life expectancy is much shorter. Mm. And you have like a turtle that lives so long, <laughs> it takes the longest breaths imaginable. Mm. So if you just think just for one moment that we're not even breathing properly, so how could we be connected to everything? Mm. You know, so I think that we we look to the breath when we need it, but in reality, we need it all the time. Mm. <laughs> we need to be breathing properly all the time. And as I say this, I'm saying it to myself also. Mm-hmm. Do you watch This Is Us? Love it. Uh, so there was a quote <laughs> Um, I think like two episodes ago when they were doing like the Vietnam episode, mm-hmm. um, where his, um, the other guy, soldier guy basically said, you know, don't forget to breathe. Like mm-hmm. we, we forget to do the one thing that keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. And that literally was my favorite quote in the whole mm-hmm. series. I, it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, we totally forget to breathe. And what, what does that really, I mean, we talk about this all the time, self care. And what does that really look like? So if we're not even taking the time to properly breathe how can we really excel in any every any area of our lives Mm -hmm. yeah which is why I think there's so many people that are anxious Mm -hmm. because like when you're not breathing you're not able to use like your brain Mm -hmm. because you're in like fight flight freeze and it takes breathing to go back to your like prefrontal you know (laughs) exactly to bring in logic and so when we're not breathing like what 70 percent of the time Mm -hmm. um and not literally but like really deep breath breathing like that gives us like so much more space to be anxious Mm -hmm. and um I started doing that 55 by Mm 5 and I have a dog now which like life game changer Mm -hmm. I wake up at like 7 30 which if you know me you know I don't wake up early at all but I would wake up you know 7 7 30 take him out for a walk and then I didn't have work till like 10 or 11 you know Mm -hmm. so I was like what am I gonna do for all this time so I would you know sit on the floor and kind of play my like yoga music and breathe and Mm -hmm. just like meditate and and take deep breaths and I didn't normally do that before and I just felt better, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when I did the we'll we'll talk about the 55 by five in a little bit. Sure. But um, yeah, just being able to like write out like what it is that I want mm-hmm. for myself and like what it is that I feel like I need. And um, just taking that like 20, 30 minutes of like, I'm just going to sit here and like just calm down and like mm-hmm. breathe and like start my day. And like I noticed like such a change in doing that. And typically if I had work at 10, I'd wake up at like 930 mm-hmm maybe wash my hair (laughs) um you know get it done like put some dry shampoo in Mm -hmm. like we have so many like instant fixes right Mm -hmm. like I need to wash my hair but I don't have time so I'm gonna dry shampoo why don't you have time to wash your hair Vanessa right you don't time shower like that's embarrassing but like you know like I have to put dry shampoo in or like Mm -hmm. I don't have time to like blow dry it nice like look good for the day Mm -hmm. or like you know I don't have time to make my own coffee I have to like go through a drive-thru it's just like why don't I have time for myself? Why don't you have time? And what do your real priorities look like? And I think it goes back to 
beliefs. I think it goes back to having an understanding about why you're here at this time and what your mission is, if you will. What are you here for? So if we can't even breathe and we're constantly on the go and we can't take a shower and we can't wash our hair and we have to drive through this drive through these are distractions that stop us from really evolving as spirits, really taking that if we can't take the time to breathe, how can we really elevate? And I think to reach that true self-actualization, we have to be still and quiet and go within and connect to that oneness to to get the answers that we need, you know, and it goes back to the anxiety. What is it? I too, I too struggle with that, the negative self-talk and the the palpitations and the constant like, ah, what's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's a, it's a lack of connection mm-hmm. because when, when I'm at peace, I'm connected. Mm-hmm. There is nothing to even worry about. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's your perspective of what's in front of you. What's, what's in front of you, literally, because if you're anxious, you're in the future. If you're mm-hmm. depressed, you're in the past. Mm-hmm. So neither one are you in the present. Mm-hmm. So you're concerned about what's in front of you when you have the ability to take charge and decide what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, so the 55 by 5, mm-hmm. um, you brought it up. <laughs> And it kind of like changed my life. Um, And then I started telling everyone to do it. And I was like, whatever you want, just 55 times, you know. Um, So what the 55 by 5 is, is basically a meditation that you, for five days, you write down what it is that you want um, Mm -hmm. 55 times and you really meditate on it. And not just like think about it, but really like see yourself in Mm -hmm. it, feel it, like believe it, like vision it, um, and spend some time writing it down 55 times, five days in a row. It's good to do it like kind of the same time every day. Mm -hmm. Um, keep it consistent and it can be things like I am, you know, financially prosperous. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be, I don't know. I did mine wrong apparently because I had a negative word in mind, (laughs) but it wasn't wrong. But it wasn't wrong. (laughs) The world shifted for sure. Um, But let's talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So you found it on Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Um, You know, I think that things come to you when you're ready to receive them. Mm -hmm. So I was on Facebook and there was one Facebook friend and I realized I actually never even met her. I don't think I told you. Oh, wow. She was just your friend on Facebook. (laughs) Right. Wow. So she wrote, um, and I guess, you know, she's a good Facebook friend because everything she posts, I feel like I'm I'm kind of aligned with it, you know, mm. same vibes. So she posted, um, it just said, hey, 55 times five works. Mm. And I'm like, okay, it sparked something in me. So I looked it up and I found a video that just talked about the repetition of it, just being focused. Um, I was able to incorporate The things that I do in therapy anyway, the beliefs of the positive affirmations and being focused and like you said, having that vision of what you really want and taking the necessary steps to get there. So I see it on Facebook and I'm like, okay, well, what's it going to hurt? Five days writing it 55 times. So I like to use music when I'm doing mine. Um, The I Am by Wayne Dyer. So Mm. it really kind of takes you there. Um, You're already able to give gratitude. That's really important with the 55 times five is to already be thankful, to already be in that, that place. So what I recently found out is that 55 is actually the number for personal power. Hmm. So you have the 55 here and then the other five is for the seasons. So you're Mm. bringing your personal power with 
basically everything in the universe. So mm. you're putting that power with your personal power. And of course, that consistency and of course, that repetition every day and having the feeling of it and seeing it. And then after five days, something will change. Mm. I've done it twice now and something has changed right after. Mm. Whether it's a shift in me, which it is because everything's one, a shift in me created a shift in my reality. Mm. It yeah, I did it going in um, very skeptic, mm-hmm. kind of just like oh I'll try it, doesn't hurt. Um, and like the fifth day, mm-hmm. my phone rang and there was a whole shift. And now you know things have changed a lot mm-hmm. since then. Um, but it was like whoa, like kind of like scared me a little sure. bit. Um, and so here's okay, so here's my issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's my dilemma. So I grew up in a church that talked a lot about like prosperity message. Mm -hmm. You have what you say, um, speak it into existence. And that the problem with that was that it became kind of manipulating God, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, Mm -hmm. that, Oh, God's going to give you like, God owes you something Mm -hmm. as if God owes me more than the air that I already Mm -hmm. breathe. Right. And so it kind of turned into, Oh, I want a Range Rover. Okay. Say it and tithe and God Mm -hmm. will give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a lot of things happened with my family. So, you know, I came from like a wealthy family Mm -hmm. and then 2008 hit for a lot of people. They lost a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I remember as you know, that being the church that I went to, I was like, Oh, okay. If I just, you know, keep praying that I'm wealthy again, it'll happen. Or Mm -hmm. if I keep praying that my dad and my mom will get back together or whatever, Mm -hmm. it'll happen. And and it didn't. Um, and then I got mad at God and was like, I, I tithe, you owe me, you didn't Mm -hmm. show up. Um, and it became this like really awkward relationship where I felt like God owed me something. Mm And then kind of moving through, you know, going to different churches and realizing, oh, that's not necessarily like true or that's Mm -hmm. not really what God meant, you know, Mm -hmm. by that. So when I hear this stuff, it kind of triggers me a little bit Mm -hmm. as to like, oh, I'm like maybe not calling it God. I'm calling it the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, But like prayer. So I would say instead of meditating to pray. Mm-hmm. But then my language and my prayer is becoming, okay, God, I want this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and you, you know, owe it to me or that I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a little bit sticky. That's where I get, I don't know what to do with that. And I'm sure, sure a lot of Christians probably feel that way too. Absolutely. And I would say just across religions, period, just having various guidelines for your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that when it really comes down to, prayer and meditation, all these different things, the message is the same, Mm. but your route might just be different. Mm. So I feel like a few things. So abundance, I believe, is our birthright. I believe that we have everything we need within ourselves and the the magic or the, the connection is to find that, to tap into yourself and to figure out what it is that you need to pull out all of those God-given talents. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really, it's one and the same. Not so much, and I guess the delivery also matters. How mm-hmm. do you approach it? Is it give it to me or is it guide me? Mm-hmm. Is it free me from my own limitations mm-hmm. and to walk me through that abundance mm-hmm. door? Mm-hmm. So if you truly believe that, you know, God is within you and that you have this this relationship and that, it's not even about asking as much as it is saying, thank you. Mm. That's what the gratitude is. Thank you for what I already have. And through gratitude is how all those things manifest through acknowledging what it is that you're already thankful for. Mm. And that, you know, that 
just let's think of our food. A lot of us might bless our food, mm-hmm. but do we really think about everything that was put into it? Do we think about the person at the supermarket, then the the farmer who grew it? Do we think about the whole process that was necessary to get this food? And that is gratitude when we can sit in it and really see all the ways that we're connected to this food and to sit in that and to give the glory to the most high God, Allah, whatever we want to call it. I feel like the message is the same. Mm -hmm. So I think that if we approach it in that way, where it's like, no matter what you believe, I still see the God in you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you think, I can see your light. I can feel your spirit. I can feel your energy. I think, again, if we can just connect on the commonalities, the differences aren't so different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really learning right now, that maybe um, maybe God can be in like yoga. Maybe mm-hmm. God can be in meditation. Maybe God can be like, maybe it doesn't have to look this way mm-hmm. just because that's what I was like raised into. And I don't have to feel like right. bad sure. about that um, because I still believe, you know, in God, I still believe in like Jesus Christ, but I don't believe in the church mm-hmm. and I don't believe in like the manipulation mm-hmm. that happens at the church. And mm-hmm. that if we dim the lights and we'll have this type of experience and kind mm-hmm. of, if we play this song, it'll create this. T- and I just don't, I've just kind of been doing it for mm-hmm. so long that I, I can um, pretty much predict what's going to happen, sure. you know? And I don't feel like it's real for me personally. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it's real for me. I don't feel like it's an authentic experience for mm-hmm. me. I feel like it's very manipulated. Sure. And when I'm in like, even like orange theory, you know, like that experience, no one's forcing me to have that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, no one even knows I'm having that experience. Right. That feels more connected mm-hmm. to like God and me and like God healing like my wounds, mm-hmm. you know, in just exercising. Mm-hmm. Or when I do take a yoga class, there was one yoga class that she had us kind of switch positions um, throughout the, the class, like switch um, directions. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the class, we had um, the front of the class was now the back of the class. Right. Mm -hmm. And she had said, you know, what was in front of you is now in back of you, you know, and that really hit me for some reason that like it's in the past and like Mm -hmm. what you think is the front might not be the front. It might be the side, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like not a big deal. Like she probably didn't mean to do that much with (laughs) it. But for me, I was like crying. I was like, that was so beautiful. Like that change of perspective. And that's where I feel like I have more experiences, like physical experiences for you to begin to, because to me, I can really connect with that Mm -hmm. because that's like finding God in everything. Mm -hmm. And it's magical. Mm -hmm. It's magical when you can go to yoga and say, wow, I just had, I just had such a spiritual experience mm-hmm. or or for me and you to sit down and have some smoothies, smoothies. and say, wow, we're building. <laughs> yeah. It feels good from head to toe. I have, for me, I, I don't know, you could call it the Holy Ghost. You could, So many different right. names, but I get goosebumps from head mm-hmm. to toe when, when the love feels so pure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. You can have that experience anywhere. For me, mm-hmm. I think that's what God is. Mm-hmm. Pure love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have experienced it more walking out of the building mm-hmm. than I have in the building, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, And not to put church down. No. I think it's really great for whatever stage of life mm-hmm. you're in and things like that. But I think I'm like really understanding that there's like so much more to our bodies mm-hmm. and so much more to like the earth and the air and the and just lo- like life in mm-hmm. general 
that God has put so much on this earth for us to utilize mm-hmm. and I haven't been utilizing it. Therefore, I feel depressed sometimes. Therefore, mm-hmm. I feel anxious sometimes. Therefore, I don't feel like enough and mm-hmm. my low self-esteem and all these other sure. things start to come. And I notice that with clients that sometimes it's like, you know, yes, there might have been trauma or yes, there might have been, you know, childhood experiences that created, you know, where you are today to deal with depression or anxiety. But sometimes it's like you just haven't sat down and just like kind of what we were saying earlier to just breathe Mm -hmm. and you've been go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And the pressure of having to fulfill all of these needs of other people. And that's, I think, what's causing all of America to be really Mm -hmm. depressed Mm -hmm. and really anxious because we're never doing enough and we're never doing enough for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're never doing enough for other people. Mm -hmm. And there's always more that we can be doing. Mm -hmm. Living in Orange County is kind of a shit show. It's like, oh, you don't have a boat? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You're not doing that well then. It's like a fucking boat. You want me to own a fucking boat? Shit, you know? (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to own a boat. I mean, Mm kind of, but like, you know, it's just, it's sad. Like the, the amount of pressure and stress that we're all under, we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I don't know how deep this is, but I think it's a part of the distractions because if we were all healthy, there wouldn't be a need for a lot of things. So the distractions make you rush, right? The distractions make you have negative interactions. The distractions make you eat unhealthy things, smoke, drink, all these things, mm-hmm. all these things that we're doing to hurt ourselves. If we were truly caring for ourselves, we wouldn't do certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think those things show that lack of connectedness. Again, when we feel whole, when we feel like we are connected, there's no need to numb anything. And I think that's what happens. Trauma happens and it takes us away from that connectedness. We feel separate. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're we're not the same. We're not connected to our higher selves anymore we become that story Mm -hmm. so we tell it over and over again it goes from an experience to a mood to a personality you know it becomes your life so I really do believe that the more we work on ourselves the closer we can get to what is within us you know put our mask on first then we can really really help others but we have to constantly look at ourselves and say how can I be better what can I do today to make myself better for the rest of the world Mm -hmm. instead of trying to change somebody else Mm -hmm. yeah that's good so I mean I've really been thinking about this conversation about connection Mm -hmm. and what it's like to be connected what can you say is like the shift that you've experienced when you realize you were looking at things differently? Like what changed in me? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think was different? Um, I think realizing that I don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, or that like, it's not really up to me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think there was like, um, there's a lot, I have a lot of anxiety wrapped around the idea of like, I'm by my, I'm mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. and I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's fear of being alone. Mm-hmm. There's fear of abandonment. There's all this stuff. And I think once I kind of started to connect, um, with people, I'm really relational. So mm-hmm. once I connect with people or once I hear that other people struggle or when I like have those experiences where I have these like aha moments, mm-hmm. like I don't, it takes me outside of like myself, mm-hmm. like, Oh, this isn't just me. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just about me. This isn't just a me story. Mm-hmm. This is like the, whole, like we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not alone because there's like a hundred million billion other people that feel the same way, mm-hmm. that are experiencing the same things. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And I think you really, you really touched upon the fact that it's so many people experiencing the same thing. I don't think it's anything that we've experienced that someone else isn't experiencing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So again, what would it be like to explore the world with true curiosity with genuine curiosity to see what is it like to be you, you know? And I think that that would take away a lot of the judgment and it would take away, again, it goes back to those core beliefs and I have to stick to this and this is the only way. Mm-hmm. That's because any any other way challenges your whole belief system. Mm-hmm. And that's very difficult mm-hmm. to navigate life when you feel like the things that my core values, that's what that struggle is. You wouldn't need to fight with other people if you were at ease with your beliefs or with your lifestyle. You wouldn't need to defend them so strongly if it just was. Mm -hmm. So I think that, again, if we were to just breathe and go back to being connected, like you said, just, just people on the street, just feeling connected to them. And for me, I feel like the synchronicity in the universe means that nothing happens by accident. So there's Mm. not one person that you've met that you weren't supposed to meet Mm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. Something that someone was supposed to give you, you were supposed to give them. A lot of people are seasonal. Mm -hmm. They're in one minute and gone the next. It's for a reason. Mm. So every day, what are we giving to other people? What Mm. is this this very short experience? What are we exchanging? What is going to make us better spiritually Mm. and as humans? Mm. Yeah, and I think freaking opening our eyes to see it's mm-hmm. not just about you. Mm-hmm. Like, in a harsh way, like, get over yourself. Right. You know, that like, when we internalize our own stuff, mm-hmm. I'm not here, I'm not doing this, I'm not there yet, I'm not whatever, fill in the blank. It's like, well, it's not just about you. This mm-hmm. this whole experience is not just for you. It's mm-hmm. for everyone. We're all like connected. Like sure. you're saying, we're all supposed to do this together that we're not alone mm-hmm. and um and it's okay to be where you are that it's there's like perfect. no no it's hard perfect. feelings <laughs> what happens if you actually thought like everything that happens was for a reason and it was perfect mm-hmm. you don't have to get anxious about anything mm-hmm. when you know that in this moment you're exactly where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. period for me when it really comes to you know, feelings of low self-esteem or depressive symptoms or anxious symptoms. It really comes back to spirituality. And I feel like if I'm uniquely made for a reason, how can anything be wrong in that way? Mm-hmm. If I can really connect with the fact that this is like this on me specifically because this is what God wanted it mm-hmm. to be or what my higher power wanted it to be, what the most high wanted it to be. If I can truly say that I'm living a a spiritual life, then I have to feel good about myself because I have to honor those differences for a reason. Mm. I feel like the differences, the very things that make us sad and make us feel like, you know, I don't want to tell anybody about this. Those are the secrets to our stories, Mm. our success and connecting with other people Mm. to actually acknowledge that anything that makes you different makes you special. Mm. And that brings you closer in my opinion, to your creator because mm-hmm. you were made different for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it brings you closer. Mm-hmm. So if you can let your freak flag fly, <laughs> if you will, 
then to me, you're closer and closer to the 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 energy that created you. Mm-hmm. And if you can spread that that love and that light to everybody else, and to encourage other people to be okay with them being who they are, mm-hmm. and to know that who they are is perfect. Mm-hmm. No if ands buts or maybes because you were designed in this way. Mm-hmm. Then you're perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Again, the distractions society has told us that if you don't believe this, Mm -hmm. if you don't say this, if you don't pray like this, on and Mm -hmm. on and on, then you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And you're not even maybe good enough to be, to go to heaven or good enough to just be you. Mm -hmm. And how are people walking around carrying that how can you how can you truly love that's anybody a big backpack if if you already don't think that you're good enough mm-hmm. and that's i think that's where i've always struggled with religion not spirituality mm-hmm. but religion as a man-made kind of structure mm-hmm. i think about the different deities or the different um the different leaders, spiritual leaders that we've had, and many of them people, those people weren't from the religions that they that they're now known mm-hmm. for. Yeah. So what does that really mean mm-hmm. to be like that person if that person wasn't even from the religion that is now created about them? Mm-hmm. So I think that all of these leaders, the example is that it's so much bigger. And to connect with just humans on a spiritual level, that's what we see with Mother Teresa. That's what Mm -hmm. we see with all these people who just give that love. They don't say, but I can't give it to you because this is not what you think. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we challenge ourselves to truly be the best that we can be, we will will freely love. And I think that's what we need. Mm. Why do you think people are uncomfortable um, with accepting like difference? differences or um, different cultures different backgrounds like Mm -hmm. why do you think that people it's such a um, such a thing honestly it's survival and it goes back to if I'm not right (laughs) and you're right Mm -hmm. and what you believe says that me and my people aren't worthy Mm. or if you're if you're chosen or if you're this or, or if anything special about you, but it speaks negatively about me, then where does that leave us? Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to anything where there's a person that we can kind of link it to, it's already going to be limiting anything outside of that. For example, if we go to war, anybody not here, but mm-hmm. if anybody goes to war, there are two sides to that war. The good guys and the bad guys, but the good guys are the good guys on their side and the good guys and the good guys on their side. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it comes down to. If your beliefs challenge my existence, we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. So it it comes. It's it's all one. Mm -hmm. They say you can't talk about religion and you can't talk about politics. It's all one. Mm -hmm. So if we can't talk about how your beliefs oppress my beliefs or my people, then we're going to have a problem. So I think a lot of things are created to um, exert power over others in order to survive. Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of it is, because if we're all the same, then maybe you're not special. And and where does that leave you? So I think that that the challenge is really in um, survival. And how do I survive if you believe something that is conflictual with my beliefs? Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like a survival game. Mm-hmm. It's all about survival, and um, unfortunately, money. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, right? It's we don't talk one. about it, but it's all about 
power and what that looks like. I want to go back to what you were saying a little bit ago. It kind of sounds like you were talking about once we once we have this comfort in knowing that everything happens for a reason, um, that we should have less anxiety about the future. We should have less anxiety about bad things happening because everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, how do we approach that when something really bad happens? So let's say a mom gets in a car accident with four of her kids and they all die, right? Like, how do you, what do you say to that mom? Do you tell her, hey, everything happens for a reason? Like, what do you say in people's like most, in the depths of their pain? Um, how do you, how do you tell them that it's okay? Everything happens for a reason. So like, of course we wouldn't tell a mom who just lost all four of her children that life is beautiful and everything is great. But I believe as someone who has come from trauma, that whatever happens, happen for a reason. And that might be your mission. So when you have moms who have lost all these children or parents in general who have lost children, a lot of these people eventually help somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like a calling on their lives. And I guess that was my personal experience. When my father was murdered, my mother began to work with just all of a sudden working with teenage youth. Like it became, it became the focus was on the youth and the troubled mm-hmm. youth and all the things that they're going on. So I, I do. We might not see it right away, but I think that that's what the syn- synchronicity is all about. How do we connect the dots? So the moment you're able to say, like with you, Vanessa, wow, I came to this job so I could meet you. Mm-hmm. Boom. And mm-hmm. I feel like the quicker we get when we can finally connect the dots, mm-hmm. we can speed things up and get where we need to go and help mm-hmm. the people we need to help. Mm-hmm. So it's very challenging to acknowledge someone's trauma and still say, well, you know, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. But I still believe it. And I say that with the hardships. I say that with the adversity. And I say it from the personal experience to know that what happened in my life happened so that I could be who I am, so that I could be a voice for children who experience something similar. Mm-hmm. Me specifically, I was chosen to be a part of sharing the message of love, sharing the message of it's okay that you've gone through some things and that your future is still bright mm. if you can only believe it, mm. if you can only know somewhere deep deep inside of you that you were called here for something very important, and that's everybody. Mm. And only you can fulfill that. Only you. There's nobody else who can do the job that you were supposed to do because that job typically isn't a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's typically not what you thought it was supposed <laughs> to be. Right. But that's I think that's if we can no matter what, what happens if we have the perspective? And I say this again as someone with drama, a drama background, no matter what, I'm going to be happy mm-hmm. no matter what. No matter who, no matter anything, I'm going to take this calling for my life and I'm going to challenge myself to go all the way to the top. Mm. And that's with the trials and tribulations. That's how I know that you can overcome them. That's how I know that resilience 
resiliency is real. Mm-hmm. You have to go through them some things to really see the light. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. You need the darkness to know that the light the light will shine and then mm-hmm. you'll see your way. Mm-hmm. So I do believe, and it's, it is horrible, but the trauma and the past and all these things are very, very purposeful. Like you said, we're not here alone. Mm-hmm. So what happened to me happened for a reason, mm-hmm. for my story. And I think of all the people that I've met along the way now, all the clients, whether it be um, in child development and transitional age foster youth and couples and just all the people, I feel like I'm just supposed to be there just to join with them in that part of their lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone that we've ever met and it wasn't for a reason. I think of the Truman Show. Uh, you know the Truman Show? <laughs> I feel like Irvine is the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, I look at it like we're all in our own Truman Shows. There is a plan for our lives. Oops, I hit it. There's a plan for our lives. And if we could only focus enough to realize that when people are looking at you, they're looking at you because they see you as a unique individual unlike anybody else Mm. this is your Truman Show Mm. and what happened when he found out it was the Truman Show he did what he decided that he wanted to do Mm -hmm. he could get out of that if he chose to Mm -hmm. so the message is just to no matter what you've been through to know that everything is perfect in this moment because in this moment you're where you're supposed to be you're who you're supposed to be and to believe that things can get better is how they get better Mm. I feel like that's so hard for the people who are in it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It's so hard, like, when you sit with someone who, like, recently was raped. Mm -hmm. so hard when you sit with someone who, you know, is still in it, is still Mm -hmm. in the trauma or processing the trauma. Um, But the healing really does come for the moment that they realize, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, like, maybe there's, you know, something to this. Even with EMDR, Mm -hmm. part of... um, EMDR, the eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing is um, realizing that your trauma coming to the conclusion that I'm okay now, Mm -hmm. I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when we experience trauma, we're detached from our bodies Mm -hmm. and that we feel like we're still there, um, that we're not present. Mm -hmm. And that creates a lot of anxiety, depression, um, flashbacks, Mm -hmm. nightmares, things like that, because we're still there. And EMDR does a great job at bringing us to present Mm -hmm. to go, oh, it's over now. Mm-hmm. I'm safe. I'm okay. And then from there, we're able to move forward. And once we move forward, then we do something with that trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, your mom was able to, to speak to youth and mm-hmm. connect with youth. Um, and so once we kind of get out of that, that stuckness, and it might take a while, mm-hmm. right? We might sit and process the death of a loved one or, you know, different traumatic experiences. There's no rush, mm-hmm. right? We could sit and, and process that for years and years mm-hmm. and years before we ever get to a place where we're like, oh, okay, I'm okay now. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can get to a place where you can say I'm okay right. is is the goal and that's the healing and unfortunately, a lot of people don't get there because they, they numb it. Mm-hmm. They take medication. They take, you know, drugs. Mm-hmm. They drink alcohol. They have sex. They numb the the natural, like, healing mm-hmm. process, process because they exactly. don't want to feel mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, part of feeling better is to go through feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets worse before it gets better. And that's kind of my disclaimer. Sure. Every intake is, hey, it gets worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Um and if you're not, you know, you got to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where people get stuck is that, well, I don't want to feel 
this way Mm -hmm. anymore. I don't want to feel this sadness. I don't want to feel this pain. I don't want to feel this. So what can I quick fix do to get rid of this pain? Mm -hmm. And, um, you'll sit in your pain forever if you don't actually feel it Mm -hmm. because it doesn't go away. Right. I think you brought up a really great point with the EMDR and how it's I'm not there anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be there anymore. I don't have to experience that anymore. And what if we were able to apply that to everything? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, if I'm truly present, then Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I am. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And what if we, it goes back to the mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. What, what can we do to really tap into this present moment? Mm -hmm. Because when we are here, this is how we can create a better future. Mm -hmm. We can't create a better future from living in the past or even already being in the future when we're currently in the present. Mm -hmm. You just can't. So I think that the hardest part is, like you said, just sitting, just being, and to know that in this moment, there's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's what scares people, Mm -hmm. knowing that in this moment, there is no quick fix. So I am challenged with sitting, being, and breathing, and giving thanks, finding the thanks and even that. Mm -hmm. I I like to use, um, you know, somebody dying, that is my personal experience, all the people who were no longer in pain. So I think it comes back to your perspective of your reality and how can you challenge your perspective to make it one that is one that you're able to grow from. If we continuously see our perspective as something that we're stuck in and can't get out in, then we can't get out. That's just what it is. The only way to get out is to be able to see a door in your mind and to be able to see yourself turning that knob and to be able to see yourself actually walking through it. Mm-hmm. If we can't see ourselves better, we won't be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, mm-hmm. that visual. And I think a lot of people miss miss that. They don't mm-hmm. get that. Um, and why should they? I mean, there's nothing in our society that offers that <laughs> mm-hmm. unless you go to therapy. Right. You know, a lot of people and, and therapy still kind of like taboo for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm fine. Um, and. Yeah, it's just it's so much easier to just fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And there's I had I bought a shirt like when I was in high school. It was super cute, little pink V-neck thing, and it said "Fake it till you make it," mm-hmm. you know. And it had like a little mirror thing on. It was super cute. And then I realized as I was wearing it, I'm like, why the hell am I wearing mm-hmm. this shirt? This is like awful. Mm-hmm. Fake it till I make mm-hmm. it. What the fuck's that about? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't want to fake it. I'm mm-hmm. hurt. I'm sad. I'm feeling. You know, or maybe I'm happy. You know, mm-hmm. whatever the emotion is. But why am I faking it? Mm-hmm. Who am I faking it for? Mm-hmm. And I think like even with you know Instagram, and I talk about this probably every podcast about like face tune and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I use Facetune because mm-hmm. sometimes I have a blemish on my face. I'm like, oh, that can get erased sure. very easily. Um, and you know, and, but then it's like, I, then I feel guilty posting it and getting mm-hmm. likes because people are like, oh, you look so pretty. I'm like, mm-hmm. do I? Because mm-hmm. I just edited that. So sure. am I pretty or am I pretty in my edit? You know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I was telling my husband the other day we were at breakfast and I was like, God, every freaking girl looks the damn same. Mm-hmm. Every girl these days, they all have the same look. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They all look like freaking models. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, these high school girls but everyone looks the same mm-hmm. why right. why do we all look the same right. what happened to diversity you know mm-hmm. and it's like they're all beautiful and they're all perfect looking and they're all skinny and they're mm-hmm. all newport looking and they're everywhere right and it's like yeah you guys look great let mm-hmm. me tell you but like that's a problem mm-hmm. why do we all look the same because mm-hmm. we're all using the same filters we're right. all using the same edits and it's it's um it's really sad. And then we have a generation of children who think that 
they're not supposed to look how they really look. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to naturally look already edited. And then you have so many celebrities that had so much work done so young. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we don't even know what she would have looked like in five Mm -hmm. more years. Dude, I can't even tell you how many people send me Kardashian stuff Mm -hmm. of like before and afters. I love the Kardashians. I I just do. They're just, ugh. I, I haven't so watched much. them in a long time, but they go way back now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm I have been watching them all ten seasons, mm-hmm. and I get it. I get why people don't like them. I get it. I, for me, it's self care because it's just you know I can sit and watch them and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But um, but even them, I mean, it's a horrible example of what yeah. they look like and what they appear to be. It's like there's you know, but I feel like if at least with them, I can acknowledge that this isn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of girls want to look like that, right? You know, and that's a lot of plastic surgery, right? And I have friends even my age, I'm 26, and there's people I know getting Botox already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, I don't want to get Botox, but do I need to get Botox to keep up? Yeah. Like, I have a wrinkle right here. Like, do I need to get that fixed mm-hmm. out? You know, it's like, Where I don't do know. Where do we draw the line? Where do we mm-hmm. say, you know what? It's okay. You know, we have somebody like Alicia Keys who isn't wearing makeup. She's saying, it's okay to not wear makeup. We have so many people now wearing their natural hair. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay to look exactly how you look. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need, representation matters and real representation of real people. Mm-hmm. Because children, they only know what they see. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know anything that looks real, then they can't ever be real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the saddest part. A generation of the children who can only use electronics and they can mm-hmm. they can only, you know, do filters and Mm -hmm. they can and then you know they're it's just it's just really sad with all the children who feel the need to be something that they're not and and you know the bullying and so many different things Mm -hmm. you know it's it's sad and I've I've always I've always been different I don't know if you know that Vanessa (laughs) (laughs) I've always been different I started wearing glasses really early like second grade I've always had natural hair back when everybody else had straight hair and it wasn't okay to have natural hair. So (laughs) I've always been different. But in that, the lesson has come that it's okay and it should be celebrated. Mm. So I know that personally, I've had little children say things like, oh, I love your hair. Mm. And for me to say, it looks just like yours, Mm. you know? So to be that, be the change you seek in the world. Like Mm. Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's me. I'm going to make a change. And, and all think of all the people that we connect with. So if you're that one change, you spread that change all around the world. Mm -hmm. We can't look for other people to do what we're not willing to do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I think all of this is like so good. So deep. So good. Um, People don't talk about it enough Mm -hmm. or maybe people talk about it too much. I don't know. But um, I'm happy to be able to talk about it on my podcast Mm -hmm. and be able to share it with people and have like a really authentic conversation about what it is to like truly be yourself, Mm -hmm. to be present, um, to breathe, uh, to take moments as is and and trauma as is. and, Mm -hmm. And it's okay to trust the process. It's okay to work through whatever it is that you need to work through. Um. One question I do have <laughs> before <Okay>. we end. <laughs> the cleansing of your womb. Mm-hmm. We talked about that one time. Mm-hmm. And I I can't figure out how to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, a vaginal steaming bath. Okay. Okay. So 
These days you can go to different spas here in Southern California and they can just prepare everything for you. I did mine at home. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get the herbs online. I found a specific place. I'll give you the information later. I can't okay. think of it <laughs> off the top of my head. But um, I ordered my herbs um, and you need to kind of like boil the herbs, kind of let them steep. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get a chair that had like a hole in it because oh, you're going to be above the hole okay. so that it can steam you to the <laughs> inside. So um, what does it do? Like, because someone told me I need to cut my cords and clean my womb, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And I got home and I'm like, I don't know. I'm cutting cords. I don't know how to cut the cords. Why are the cords mm-hmm. cutting? I don't know. Are they real cords? Are they fake cords? I'm not sure. 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 Um, So the cord cutting was something that was fairly new to me, but I've done the vaginal steaming bath. So I would say it's about cleansing from the inside. It's about removing any type of blockage. So um, anybody struggling with infertility, struggling with PMS, any any type of anything uh, to do with our reproductive organs, it's there to kind of clean them out, to tighten them up, move them around if something's wrong. Um, I think they encourage it after you've had a baby also to Mm. heal that process. Um, So with the steaming and then with the actual roots and flowers and different herbs that you Mm. have, all the herbs have different meanings, Mm. but all of them are uh, cleansing and healing. And it was actually a really pleasant experience. Um, You wrap yourself up kind of like with a blanket. So you're covered. You want to put socks on, you want to put something on your head so that there's no cool areas. You're able to really just hold that heat within your core. Mm. So you just sit there and allow the steam. It's very calming and relaxing. You Does might, it burn? Does it burn you a little bit? No, okay. it doesn't. If it, if it burns, you want to wait until it's a little cooler. It definitely shouldn't burn at all. Okay. It should be very <laughs> pleasant. It's just like steaming your body. My vagina's on fire, yeah. Right. <laughs> just like steaming your body. So, um, But from the inside, it's it was pretty great. It was pretty great. I've never, I kind of wanted to do it with a professional to kind of see like, hey, is this something else I should have been doing? Yeah. <laughs> Did I do this right? right. Mm. But it was, it, it felt good. So if it was just to bring everything to stillness, I think that was good too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got I to gotta clean the womb and cut the cords. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like your chakras too, right? Mm-hmm. The survival area of mm-hmm. your body and, and things like that. They say like the belly button is like your soul. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're dealing with anything in here, that's like, that's like all your innards, you know, like right. everything. Stomach, your stomach everything. holds mm-hmm. everything. So if you have like a lot of stomach issues, mm-hmm. um, reactions to things and stuff like that, that's mm-hmm. like a lot of like internal emotional stuff mm-hmm. that you're holding. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm learning all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting. It's super helpful because when, when someone points to pain in their body, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what bad. emotional thing. Yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, I was just curious about the womb cleaning because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out. But and all the girls out there that want to get their womb clean, yeah. <laughs> the vagina <laughs> steamed. Um, well, thanks for coming on. I know that you drove a little bit to get here. And Thank you so much for um, having me. Yeah, it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Have smoothies and good combo. And yes. we'll have you back on and we'll do um, another podcast to kind of continue on the conversation. There's obviously so much that we can keep going on I and on about. I love it. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, I think you're amazing. Thank you so much for having Aww, me. Thanks. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at No But Really Podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to make sure you capture the next episode.